Greetings, and welcome to the Frameworks Podcast. I'm your co-host, Will Keller. And I'm your co-host, Becca Bowers. Will, what do you do? Um, so a little about me. I have been in ministry for the last five years, uh, working with high school-aged kids uh, with their mental, emotional, and spiritual development. Um, and uh, I've also done a lot of research on this subject. I read a lot of um, pastors and uh, thought leaders, philosophers, people like Rob Bell, Richard Rohr, and Peter Rollins, all people who uh, have a lot to say on your spiritual and emotional health and how we're all one sort of integrated being. Um, so what about you, Becca? What do you do? So uh, I'm a mental health therapist here in Lafayette, Louisiana, and um, I do also a lot of my own research, listen to a lot of really good podcasts out there, um, but mainly focus on working with people in the LGBTQ community and working on the you know undoing of spiritual trauma uh, in general, LGBTQ trauma of coming out, and also work with people on embodiment eating disorders. Um, you know, and uh, a little bit about, you know, regular depression and anxiety, um, but also work in ministry too. And so that's one of the places that we really enjoy connecting is the combination of basically all of the above. That's true. That's true. Um, so a little bit about the both of us, we came together because we often found ourselves talking for hours on end about different things in the world of spirituality slash mental health slash emotions slash feelings slash all of those weird and uh, confusing things that a lot of us seem to be talking about lately. And we figured, why not why record, not record it? it? Yeah, and, and just see what comes back from it. So um, That's what this podcast is. And Brainworks was something we created a while back together whenever we really thought about this. So, you know, this podcast is going to cover a lot of ground, actually, you know, or so we hope so. And we think it's really interesting. And hopefully you yeah. all do, too, as you listen and share it with your friends and tell people about it. Like, yeah, listen, to this really cool podcast. You know, that's the goal. Right, um, right. But, you know, we also figured why not put as much goodness into the world as we can. You know, there's so much about the world around us that people are, in my work, we would call it dissociating. People are commonly mm. re trying really, really hard to um, deflect things, trying to disconnect. They're trying to, you know, pull their way out of this hole um, by not remembering that they are in a hole. Yeah. But truthfully, we thought, okay, you know what? We, we like... The, we like how we talk about stuff. We educate ourselves as best we can, you know, and even if somebody says, well, but you, you know, should have looked at it from this perspective. Cool. Let's look at it from that perspective exactly. now. And, um, so why not put, even if people are already doing this, why not put more mm. goodness out into the world? Absolutely. Whenever there's so much that isn't going well for people. Um, and quite literally, as we said earlier, there's a lot of fake news anyway. So sure, why sure. not put true, stuff out there that is good and helpful and yeah, not harmful. Yeah, yeah, we need a place that's for people to come and just uh, yeah. grow, I think. Yeah. And that's, I yeah. hope that's the, the goal of, of what's happening here. So why don't we talk a little bit about uh, how we got started, the things we want to talk about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, so, uh, so yeah, so we got together sure. last year and came up with a list. Um, we came up with, you know, a bunch of things that we individually really appreciated, um, but then, you know, we kind of just kept going a little bit deeper into stuff and saying, mm. you know, what is, 
what's going to be informative and what's going to be helpful sure. for people out there. Yeah. What are people um, dealing with? Yes. Right? That's, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, thought. we, we looked at, you know, a lot of, a lot of things for me, I paid attention to what are people talking about in therapy? You know, what are people struggling with? What are people struggling with in relationships? And uh, then as a country as a whole, you know, what is it that's frustrating? And can we kind of undo some of the frustration, you know, by shining light onto mm. things that are out there? Yeah. So, you know, we came up with a list of 11 things and the number 11 is really arbitrary. It was just that sure. we said, well, maybe if we keep going, then <laughs> a season is too, the season one is too long. So maybe we stop it. And that just happened to be at 11 it has nothing right, to do right. with, it has nothing to do with, yeah, there's a however many number. we're going to end up doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, I think, um, today we're talking about body image and Fun stuff. how your body image appears to yourself mm -hmm. and also how it appears to the rest of the people around you, to the world around you, um, what, what your society has to say about it, what your culture has to say about it. Um, and we thought this would be a great way to open up our show because so many people, at least in my experience in ministry, are all struggling. the time are constantly struggling with yeah. things about body image yeah. and, and some things that they don't even know uh, that they're struggling with are actually their body image, right? Like some people will... Um, dissociate so much from how much they at least hate the way that they look that it becomes a different issue or becomes something mm -hmm. uh, like that. And so um, one of the things that I really picked up from a lot of the research I do and, and one of the things that Rob talked about a lot was um, there's this inner you mm -hmm. that exists um, within deep within yourself that not a lot of people get to see because we are so busy focused on all of the other yous that you perform for other people, including yourself at times, right? Because yeah. body image is more than just I look in the mirror and I see myself. It's how I perceive that image and it's how I either yeah. attribute that to myself or, or dissociate and say that's not me, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so really is like, the, the question then becomes, how do we relate to our bodies? Mm -hmm. You know, what does that mean? So, so tell me more about that. What does that mean when I, when I ask you that question? How do you relate to your body? Mm -hmm. Well, when it, something that we call it in, um, in psychoanalysis, which is the field that I was trained in, is psychology and psychoanalysis. Yeah. And there's, you know, a bunch of different uh, fields that people go into, but that was the one that my school specifically really honed in on. And so they call that the true self, which you don't, which you rarely see. And, um, you know, I've listened to even podcasts by other people who, and it's recordings of yeah. therapy, which I love. But, and sometimes, with that therapist after like years together or even relationships, they say, you know, this is the first time I'm hearing this from mm, you. Mm -hmm. um, and so if you hear that in relationships or something, that doesn't mean that you haven't been honest the whole time. It means that you've let down years and years and years of boundaries and guards and um, deflections and said, here's actually me. And that's a, that, that's a really intimate thing even though a lot of times it's perceived as, well, you know, you've never said that before. Then you think, oh man, I haven't mm. said that to that person, that intimate person in my life before, or they haven't known that about me before. What does that mean about our relationship? No, not at all. Right. It just means that you have come to a place where you can say, I am so safe and so comfortable and so happy to show you this 
you know, garden that I've protected forever, <laughs> yeah, right. you know, this, whatever it may be to you, like I have protected this for mm-hmm. so long. And you, most of the time it's unconscious. We don't mean to. And sometimes we just let something out and somebody says, oh, I've never heard that from you before. Or you've wow. never said that about yeah, yourself. Before. No kidding. I've definitely heard that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's, it, so it, it doesn't mean anything negative about the relationships around you. It just, it, it means more about the world around you and how at some point you became protective of that unconsciously, you know, unknowingly is what that means, you know? And so, um, suddenly you can say, yeah, that that's really me. Mm-hmm. And even then that doesn't mean that from then on mm. out, you will always expose the real you. <laughs> yeah, right. It just means that you got a chance to you got a chance to feel it. The other person got a chance to mm. feel it and see it and experience it. And so what's the deal with uh, the other use or the false self? Like what um, does that, are we just pretending or, or <laughs> is it, is it like defensive or, or what's oh, going like on super here? Defensive, yeah. I guess that's like a latent mm-hmm. sort of prehistoric yeah. thing, right? Yeah. Where, yeah. So I mean, uh, so, um, so a lot of people will, will begin to pay attention as they try to figure this kind of stuff out, as they yeah. try to uncover, unbecome, you know, take that mask off as, mm. as we had like said the other day. Yeah. Um, as they try to take that mask off, they, what they notice is, okay, there's something about me that hasn't been enough prior to this moment. I see. And that's why I've started to expose myself in ways that are not actually me. I've made these things up and, um, or I have performed as such around these people and that, and, and that's, that's not really you, you know, Mm -hmm. that's a performance. Mm -hmm. That's you showing people around you. Okay. You know what? Like in order to be accepted in this group, I have to do X, Y, and Z or perform or look or feel or talk like this so that I can stay with them. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, because at some point though, there was that question of, or that realization, if I'm not with, then I'm not enough. I see. So your identity then becomes transferred to a relationship or a situation or yeah. a series of relationships. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, this is uh, you know we didn't prepare for this, but you know to even imagine though that as people all the time break up and and, mm. and they say you know oh man like I, I I lost myself. Yeah. 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 It's a, it's a it's so common for me to hear people say I've lost myself. And I think that's interesting too because like a lot of times you know my personal experience with relationships and also with the, with my students, um, a lot of what I see is like post relationship, Mm -hmm. that person, they go through a series of depression because of that loss of identity, but then it also messes with things like their body image, right? Because they start letting things go by the wayside that they, that they're not taking care of themselves or not being good to themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And so I feel like a lot of that is tied up in, um, sort of where we place the importance yeah. on our identity. Yeah. So for, uh, for, I can, rem- I can recall whenever I first started school, one of, we were reading like a case, you know, one of our books and the client hadn't brushed their teeth it, in, in my work, we call them the client instead of like the patient or whatever. Sure. Um, and so they said the, the client hadn't brushed their teeth in like 12 years. And I was like, Oh man, <laughs> that's unfortunate. Um, and probably even at the time I thought like all of us probably thought even worse than that's unfortunate, but we weren't educated yet or, 
or there was a knee jerk reaction to think, oh man, you don't take care of yourself. That sucks. Yeah. But more so that like, you don't take care of yourself because you're going through a major spot of depression. Mm. And so like care doesn't have to look, you know, in these certain ways, but to pay attention to, if you start withholding care, then what does that say about you? And, and most of the time we always do, it's always something about our body. So Think also about the times that whenever you, know, you see kids go through some kind of breakup and then their identity starts to shift with their clothes and the things that mm-hmm, they're wearing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and as that's happening, we don't talk about it, but their body image is also shifting. Like the way that they perceive themselves in the mirror and the way that they perceive themselves in the eyes of others is yeah. also shifting yeah. throughout that time too. I think that's an important note too, that our body image is a lot more than just how much we weigh or like, you know, how much food we're eating on a daily basis. It has, it has everything to do with the way that you set your hair or the way that you dress or Mm -hmm. the, you know, the type of just anything that has to do with your uh, physical appearance can Mm -hmm. be related to your body image. Yeah. Like the, yeah. And so, um, even more so than just the things that you put on, but like the way that you hold your body whenever you're with certain crowds, Mm. um, you know, if you, I, always notice people's body language whenever they come into therapy first. So like our first session, I'll always take note of that kind of stuff because it's so important to pay attention if somebody is hunched over and, um, but their, you know, their butt is in the back of the seat Mm -hmm. and they're leaning forward on their knees and they're hunched over. That says a lot about how they, about how they feel in the room at the moment. That yeah. is then to me as I'm perceiving them, that's the way that their body feels and looks to them mm. is like very closed off, yeah. very protective and wow. saying, I'm going to be this shell. I don't want to let you in just yet. And so as people open up, their perspective also shifts, wow, wow, also wow. changes. That's too. crazy. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's very wild. That's super cool. Well, I, was, um, I think that's a good point because a lot of how we perceive ourselves comes from um, can come from a lot of different things, right? Like how you're raised, mm-hmm. the, the way mm-hmm. that you grow up, even your race, your religion. And we'll talk about all of that. But, but I think it's important to, to note the distinction of like whatever, whatever building blocks you were given, right? Mm-hmm. From, from your parents, from your guardians, whoever, there, there is a certain set of expectations that mm-hmm. you place on yourself in your life. Oh, yeah. And those expectations can be anywhere from um, earth shattering to, uh, very small expectations, but mm-hmm. we all have these little things that we expect ourselves to be because we were told one way or another that this, this is how it could be, or this is how it should be. And, um, so then we live our lives that way. Um, and I, I noticed that a lot is like a lot of adulthood at least, or a lot of like growing up and especially relating to your body and your body image is like just the continuous <laughs> breaking of that image mm-hmm. right over and over yeah. and over and over yeah. again just I know. shattering multiple pieces of glass yeah because you know i mean i grew up as your quintessential fat kid in high school like uh, i was overweight from basically the time i was born even till now yeah. like it's just something that i've str- struggled with forever and so traditionally speaking um that has been sort of a sticking point for me yeah because of not only because of you know things that my peers said because there were comments always you know playground type of stuff and high school just random bullshit that you deal with but it it started to become sort of an internal thing for me where um, I started to believe that I wasn't um, as attractive or as worthy of yeah. 
attention by the people that I wanted it from because of the way I looked. And that kept me back for a long time because the way that I looked at myself in the mirror affected the the way that I acted in front of other people. Yeah. Right. So I would, um, I would, I would refrain from maybe like approaching someone or, or asking somebody out because I thought there's no way with this, with the sea of beautiful athletic people that I'm going to ever make the cut. Right. Yeah. And so for a long time, like it was just a lot of like me, hating on myself literally because I wasn't the person that I thought I should be. Um, and I thought that if only I could reach this goal or if only I could lose this much weight or, or, or fit yeah. into these oh, clothes, yeah. right. Yeah. Then, then people will like me. And the reality is, is like, I didn't learn until a lot later that people like people who like themselves. Mm-hmm. People like people who are, a, are content with themselves, who mm-hmm. love themselves. And, yeah. and, and, and some people just don't like people. And some people just don't like people, which if you're out there, we feel for you. Please call a therapist. Um, I don't know why you're listening to this. Maybe you need to be, but that's not the point. Um, it's that it's that like for so long I believed that I had to be this type of person in order to be what I considered successful. Yeah. And then I realized that the only person I have to be is me. Yeah. And that took a long time and it took a lot of like really painful uh, experiences to go through. Um, you know, I've, I've been through all different kinds of heartache and things like that because of it. But on the other side of it, it's like, I finally see, oh man, I don't, I don't have to be anybody but myself in the current moment, whatever that looks like. And that person is good enough and valuable and important and matters. And that's the body that I live in. Right. Yeah regardless of whatever my fitness goals end up being, because Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's bad to have fitness goals, but like regardless of that, you should love the person going into it as much as you would love the product coming out of it or even more really, because that's who you are at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, um, a huge deal of, of how we relate to our bodies, you know? And so like for me personally, um, my body image has been all over the place because of that throughout my entire life. And it's only, uh, like I said, now in, in my more adult life that I'm able to be like more okay with with who I am and, and, and the way that I perceive myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah. And I, uh, so uh, for the listeners out there, we decided that it would be really important to say something, you know, that was intimate to us, um, you know, so because we don't want to just give you a bunch of information and then say like, oh, do your own good reflecting. <laughs> right. Um, you know, like, uh, in order to encourage people to be vulnerable, uh, I always say, I think you have to be equally prepared to be vul- like to be yeah, equally vulnerable. Absolutely. Um, and it, uh, so like, I, I'll talk to my experience too in just a second, but I just want to comment and say like, I'm so grateful that, you know, you felt okay enough to talk through a lot of that stuff just now, but also the fact that I can remember a, a lot of times that I have, seen you, you know, like throughout our friendship. And, um, I can, I can remember even imagining you whenever Sam would always talk about you. Sam is my husband for all those listeners. And he's my best friend. And he's Will's best friend. Yeah. And so Sam used to talk all the time about this Will guy. And it wasn't until like a few months later after I knew Sam that I got to meet Will and I didn't realize Will was the Will. 
And <laughs> but I just but I can remember like meeting you on uh, Rex Street at <laughs> UL and just being so excited because you were this funny guy. And then it wasn't until the end of the conversation that Sam was like, "This is the Will. This is my this is my best friend Will." <laughs> and, I, and then for whatever reason, I can literally remember you looked taller. <laughs> In that moment, I looked taller in that you moment. Looked, it's very, it's very bizarre. I know. Okay. Um. It, but there's been multiple times where I've also like told you and Sam like, "Wow, y'all look taller today than you usually do." And I so do I don't hear know what that from means. you more often than yeah, not. I don't, I don't know, know what, what that, that means. means. Um. Uh. There's probably something I just haven't googled it yet. And so, um. But I, I, I can remember being like, "Oh man, this guy's so funny," and like I really enjoy hanging out with him. And then all of a sudden, you took on this different persona because you were the will really yes and so i i'm, I'm very curious about that like because you then suddenly seemed taller like <laughs> <laughs> you huh. were like more um you know imposing importance kind of thing onto i don't i don't know what to say about that but then there's also i also have these like very specific memories of whenever you came back from like your mission in Africa, I think the first time. Yeah. And there's a picture of you just like talking at the pecan shop. And I can remember, like, I can just clearly remember like what you looked like and like the bracelets that you were wearing. And really, I don't know why. Yeah. It's hmm. just, um, because I don't know, it's, it's something which I, I don't know. I haven't processed that yet, but like your body image is like locked in my mind in cert- <laughs> throughout certain memories <laughs> yes, of our friendship. I have very specific. <laughs> Timelines. Yeah, but like, but then you know, then there's been times where you know you and I are sitting in our driveway talking in the car with the milkshakes for too long. Um, yeah. You know, and and everybody was like, "Can you just bring the milkshake inside?" But we're like, but I have these memories. Because we're busy discussing. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah. We should record those. But like, I have these memories of you, you know, and it's interesting mm. that that I know you now, but I also want to like go back in time and like talk to Little Will and be like. Bruh. So don't we all though? It's gonna be I, you know. I just want to like be so nice to him. I wish I could go back and tell myself it's gonna be okay because there yeah. was a lot of times when like you know I was like oh I was dramatic as hell. Oh, I mean all of us were. I can and remember quoting a new moon thing, and my mom thought it was, I, I was basically put on like watch for twenty four hours a day. Oh for my a god, while really? Because I posted something about a very <laughs> massive red bleeding hole in, uh, in my chest. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, new moon really messed me right. up for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so to like, but, uh, but so body image is also like in our memories, mm. um, you know, and so we'll talk, we might come back to this tangent, um, but I'll, I'll speak yeah. to, to how I perceive my sure, body sure, sure. <laughs> to get back on track. Um, whenever we were, whenever we were just, you know, trying to figure out, this kind of stuff. It wasn't until this morning, actually, I was, you know, really nervous, and I, I had a memory pop in my head about. It's super embarrassing, but I had a memory pop in my head about um, social media. Whenever I must have been in high school, because I think that's whenever Facebook became bigger than MySpace, was around high school age for me, and yeah, um, yeah I mean, like me for too. you and I, it's the mm-hmm. same, but I don't know about everybody else in the world. So um, I can remember there was this girl that I thought was just like, she was, she was a part of this friend group that was really cool. Like everybody loved them. Um, and to me, they had like ideal bodies. A lot of the other girls actually like growing up for me had ideal bodies. And it wasn't until I was older that my mom commented on like 
my legs are thicker than other girls and like but told wow. me like that's okay mm. because the other girls have chicken legs is what she said <laughs> which is just interesting you know because like it wasn't until later like she was trying to help me out but it wasn't until later that i was like yeah but like it's also all legs sad. need to be yeah. beautiful right i mean like, yeah 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 i mean like but like that that's our culture now but you know for our parents like they mm-hmm. you're a parent you got to do the best you can yeah parenting back then was just reversing it yeah and telling it no you're fine and they're wrong rather yeah. And yeah. everybody's okay, right? Yeah. It was like, yeah, yeah. and you know, you, you just do what you can with what you got. Yeah, like you right. just get it done. But, um, but so like, but I remember seeing this social media post, um, and this girl had, um, it was like a point system of if you could do all these things with your, um, with your beauty process, I guess is what I want to call it. So I can specifically remember that one of them was if you can put on mascara without opening your mouth while putting on mascara, it sounds so dumb and, and, and I'll I'll have to enact it for you. So like, I mean, I've seen the mascara face before. Yeah. You know, so most people do that where they put mascara on and then they open their mouth. If you could put on mascara without opening your mouth in that weird way, that was more points than not. It was, uh, it was so weird. I'm telling you, it's super weird. And, but I can remember all of these boys commenting on that post and being like, oh my gosh, you got the perfect score, essentially saying you're the ideal woman. Wow. And I went through that post and looked at all those things and saw I could not do most of those things. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I am not an ideal woman. Wow. And it's just like, oh my gosh. I mean, that, that was, that's so bizarre, like thinking about it now, but also I can remember how, how sad that was. And I didn't remember it until today. Like that was just a weird, it's crazy how that, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes your brain just lets some things out right after a long time. Yeah. I mean, so like, so, so at, at a really young age, there was a lot of information, um, and there was even stuff way before that. I mean, that was high school, and that's sure. still relatively young. Yeah. But even before that, there was so much about like body image. Um, I can remember a few years ago, I started noticing that I felt very detached from my body as I was very stressed. Um, so I was pushing a lot of stuff down. I was in school. I was working on um, a master's degree, and like had just gotten married and you know, we were like living in Chicago, super poor. And so yeah. it's, it's a lot of fun and, yeah. you know, but also there's a lot of downsides to all of the above sure. and things you have to work Mega on. Mega stress, right? Yeah. And so I started noticing that I felt very detached. And then every time I looked in the mirror for a while, I didn't know me. And, wow. um, and then it wasn't until like, I, I think I explained it to my dad at one point. And he got really scared that I was about to enter into a depression. And that's what he said. He was like, he was like, well, I don't want you to do this mirror work, which will you and I will practice later. Okay. But, um, you know, he was, he was like, I don't want you to do this mirror work because I don't want you to become depressed. And I was like, I was like, it's not going to be a, that if, if depression is the result of that, it's not looking in the mirror that causes the depression. It's, it's a combination. It's discovering your depression by yeah. looking in the mirror, oh, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's already there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but, but it was like, it was like, oh man, no, there's, and 
he was not wrong to be afraid for that, but he was like, so he was so nervous that if I really paid attention to my body image and how mm. I felt about my body, yeah. that would result in a depression. Yeah. Um, and that says a lot too about body image and culture. Well, that, I was going to say, right. That like yeah. being depressed, we shouldn't be scared. Like, there's such a bad stigma around mm-hmm. anxiety, depression, and all the yeah. negative emotions yeah. is what we call them, right? Yes. But reality, what they are is signalers, right? That's what my therapist oh, yeah. tells me is like, your depression is just trying to tell you something. Your anxiety is just trying to tell That's you something. That's exactly what it is. It's a signal. So if you get, if you look in the mirror and you get depressed, then you should technically get depressed because it's trying to tell you something, yeah. right? It, like that is the pathway yeah. to not being depressed anymore and, and not and looking in the mirror and being like, oh, that's me, or whatever it is, Yeah, you know? So anyway, sorry. Yeah, no. Please no, continue. Think, yeah, yeah. That was, I mean, they, I, I think that was it. Um, you know, and so as, uh, as I was going through school, I really started to pay much more attention to those kind of conversations um, than even some of my other classmates did because yeah. I thought that was so important for me. It was helpful. And then as I started seeing clients in Chicago um, who were working through like the trauma of coming out and working through mm, wow. um, spiritual trauma, yeah. they also reported so much of feeling very detached, which studies have shown there's um, uh, if we continue to push things down and we refuse to experience any of our, any of our negative emotions, mm-hmm, you know, anything mm-hmm. that we do not like, yeah. we also then close off the ability to feel the positive things in life. And so studies right. have shown that there's a direct correlation between both sides of the brain for that. And so if you if you find yourself continually pushing stuff down, you'll also find yourself continu- continuously closed off from good things in your life. And then if you start to notice, oh, there's a lack of goodness here, what's going on? It's not because you just aren't surrounded by good things or you have closed yourself off. It's totally unconscious and, and wow. you didn't mean to. Yeah. It just, but it just slowly progresses mm-hmm, that way. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing yeah, that. Thanks, that was, well. thanks that's, for sharing with yours. That was a, I know that's hard to talk about sometimes it's super hard. Yeah. Um, because obviously it's just hard to talk about ourselves, but um, transitioning here a little bit away from ourselves, I think another important thing to discuss is how we, how our body image relates to the rest of the world and our society around us and like what those types of rules are, if there are any at all, or, or, or where you come from, what they have to say about Mm -hmm. what you look like and how you present yourself to the world. Because I don't, you know, from my personal experience uh, growing up as a, as a, as a man and as a, Mm -hmm. um, uh, a Southerner and as a, uh, you know, person who, um, comes from a, a, a rampant food culture here in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. There, yeah. There is a lot of actually conflicting views on what it means to be the ideal quote-unquote person, right? Yeah. And for, so I heard everything from you have to look this way, you have, mm-hmm. to, you have to work out all the time and be super manly and macho, right? Which is that like yeah. toxic masculine thing. Yeah. And uh, what, I mean, coming from the deep south, that's everywhere here. But then you also have like this weird sort of southern mama's boy culture where um, they just feed you constantly. Yeah, you know no, what I'm saying? You know, and like, oh no, you know, you you need some you need some meat on your bones. Right, and so they just <laughs> fill you full of just like 
epic carbs, right? I'm talking like macaroni and cheese and just all kinds of bullshit. Macaroni and cheese. And, and so like then it's like we live in this type 2 diabetes culture where it's like yeah. we've also accepted that for ourselves yeah. because like uh, my, my father is a type 2 diabetic and it's all because of the way he grew up eating as a child. Yeah. Yeah. And, it was, and it was because he didn't respect him, himself and his body enough Mm-hmm. To make that change, to be like, I should do better, mm-hmm. right? And so now, as a as a as a young person, I'm trying to change shift that narrative in my family and be like, no, I am not going to continue this line of just eating whatever we want and then thinking that's okay, um, while the rest of us are dying earlier than we should from diseases yeah, man, like okay, dying. right, like type two diabetes or congestive heart failure, which are so um, again. I think your body image has a lot to do mostly with the the things around you, right? Like yeah. um, whether it be your friends, like you said, mm-hmm. a lot of how you defined who you were back then was was based on your friends, but also like uh, what we see on the internet, on, mm-hmm. on the news, on the media, yeah. like in, in pop culture with celebrity and all mm-hmm. that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like Hollywood has se- like severely damaged the way average Joe looks at himself, I think, yeah. because you look at somebody like, you know, in, in, the, in, the, in the male world, you look at somebody like um, Brad Pitt or, or um, I don't even know. Chris Pratt. Yeah, Chris Pratt, Tom <laughs> Holland, these guys who are just like gorgeous people mm-hmm. who can do these amazing things and who have these amazing Hollywood yeah. bodies because they work out all the time. And you look at yourself and you go, oh, well, shit. I mean, if my wife's crush is yeah. uh, Chris Pratt, then who the fuck am I going to be, right? Like, who, what does that yeah. matter? And so I think that has a lot to do with, and I think that that, that goes double for women and, and mm-hmm. the things that they have to deal with, right? <laughs> I mean, body image has been on the table pop culture-wise for you guys since the dawn of time, yeah. right? Yeah, there's, um, so I, so. We, we might talk about this at some point, too, later. We might add this to our 11 and make Put it 12. Put it on the list. There Put we go. Put it on the list. Make it 12, you know? Um, uh, is, is like how we assess beauty, you know, for for majority of basically all time. It's been we assess beauty on what the body is placed in front of us. You know, like whatever, whatever is body present whatever body is presented to us, like directly in front of us that we can see, we can, um, you know, touch, feel and assess mm. that is how we perceive yeah, beauty. Right. Um, but there's so much more to beauty. Uh, you know, I mean, we think of the way that we describe the sky outside. Uh, think of the way that we describe a child's laughter. Think of the way that we describe some kind of song, you know, that like really gets into your core and you're like, wow, that was just gorgeous. Yeah. We use that kind of language. Right. So, um, you know, I, I won't go down super far on that because uh, that's leaving body image. But quite literally, most of the time, the way that we assess beauty is what's directly placed in front of us, mm. what we can feel, touch, sense, you know, and, and see. Um, and, and that's how we assess beauty right there. But I, I think that you're exactly right that women have been struggling with this forever. And... Also, I I heard something just the other day that they were like, you know, they were talking about beauty and body image in women and they were saying, well, you know, for a while we have this cycle. And so sometimes, um, uh, you know, uh, thick is in and, you know, and, and then uh, at some point though, thick is out. And yeah, because so, like you look great. at what does look that at the mean? '90s, right? Oh my gosh! Look at the, yeah. look at the mid to late '90s. Thin was everything. Mm-hmm. 
skinny everything. And skinny then in, everything. and then in the early two thousands it got even worse with like hyper skinny jeans and all this type of stuff. Oh and my like gosh. we worshipped people who had nothing on their bodies at all. And and not that's not to say that I don't celebrate all types yeah. of bodies, but like there's just this thing where the the where the we where, yeah where, where we between. really we really isolate one yeah. and we say, and we say you know what let's pinpoint it and let's really just gather all those people in that one specific body type yeah. and put them all on the covers right. and in all of these different ads mm-hmm. and so you're like okay uh, cool so last year whenever I was working on this you know now suddenly. I have to undo that because being muscular or strong is no longer in, but yeah. being thin is in. So, right. you know, so then there's so much about all of that stuff that then perceivably, if you chose to do that, you'd have to change all these things about your diet, about the way that you work out. Sure. Um, and gosh, there's so much to do with, um, with, with women's body image in particular. Hmm. If you are strong you are somehow then categorized as basically a hard ass, like. Um, oh yeah, like if, if you're <laughs> if you have an opinion, you're an asshole type yeah, of person. Yeah, yeah. And so like, and, and and so for women, if you you know if you basically can quote unquote demand a room, then it, even that kind of language, you know, like that's why I, I want to put it in quotes there because demanding a room. Um, doesn't mean that you, you know, are saying like, oh, you know what, everybody better listen to me or else. It just yeah. means that, you know, okay, I needed to start this conversation. Therefore, hello, everyone. I need you to all eyes up here. We're about to get started. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean, you know, that yeah, you're that this like right. big, scary leader person um, or tyrant. But for women, a lot of times, like, so if you've been strong, then um, uh, in, in your body has shown it, you know, so like for female bodybuilders, um, what's yeah. really interesting is that a lot of them are perceived as like really scary. And so, uh, you know, and like, oh man, you know, she'll kick your ass. Okay. Well also what if she's, what if she'll bake you a cupcake? Like what if she's a really nice <laughs> right. person? Yeah. You know, I what mean, there's cuddling yeah, and yeah, movies what if, <laughs> and yeah, all that kind of stuff. You know, stuff. like, I mean like what if she loves to just chill in her jammies all day, you know, just because she is like her muscles are rippling out doesn't mean that, that she's going to beat you up. And like, and yeah. granted same for men too, but also then sure. the reverse is like, okay, you know what? If a woman can't, if a woman doesn't have muscle, then she can't hold her own. Oh, so wow. then there's even like, there's even, yeah, that it's like there's it's this like, inherent weakness where it's like, yeah, you're, you're Which either is like, well, super I mean, weak no or like super win. intimidating. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, that's you know, nice. there's kind of that for guys too. Like the, the whole, I guess the shape of your body doesn't matter as much for, for male culture. Although ideal, like, you know, super abs and all that yeah. is like a big deal. And, and, and that's definitely always been like, you know, curls for the girls. And it's always been like curls for the girls. I forgot about been, that. Yeah. That's been a, a, a cultural thing that I was like raised in, even in, mm. in high school, you know, people were like, Oh yeah, you got to work out so, so I can get a date, blah, blah, blah. blah. It's also super heterosexual. It is. It is super <laughs> heterosexual. It's very like cis white dude. But girls for the I mean, girls. that's the only experience I can speak to, what right? What if I want to curl for the guys? What if I want to curl for me, right? Yeah. And that's <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> but um, the point is, is like there was a there's another big deal with guys where like, especially in 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 hetero culture where you're not allowed to show emotion, yeah. And so you're not allowed to be vulnerable and sad or or mm-hmm. cry even, yeah. And so like the the entire suck it up sort of like mm-hmm. be a man movement, yeah. It, and you see that deep being deconstructed mm-hmm. by a lot of people Excellent. lately because of that. Yeah. But but that I think has to do with a lot of how you present yourself to other people because mm-hmm. because what they're saying is we don't care how you feel on the inside. Yeah. We just don't want to see it. Yeah. 
we don't want to see you. Yeah. 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 You know? Yeah. You know, so yeah. So, so listen, you're welcome to feel your feelings, have them, whatever you do behind doors. But whenever you're in front of me, you're going to present as such. Exactly. That sucks. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so you know, a lot, and truthfully, a lot, then you yeah. carry that around everywhere else too, because it's really hard to continuously perform over and over again, but also then that's not your true self. Mm-hmm. And like, <laughs> nope. And what's sad is like, to me, with all of these things, mm-hmm. the with all of these issues that we're noticing, the solution that has been offered has been motivated by money. Yeah. Um, because, as you know, in, in the culture we live in, everything that um, takes root as far as what's popular eventually becomes about mm-hmm. industry. Yeah. And I think that's been a, a real problem. And, and we see that, I, you know, you see that in the, in the health and fitness market, right? Because that's like, that's the extreme example yeah. because that's been so saturated with money that it's hard to find anything sort of free and real and, and mm-hmm. helpful that's, mm-hmm. that's not, that's not going to cost you like $3,000, right? Mm-hmm. Um, shout out Peloton. Um, <clears throat> if you've seen that commercial, shout out Peloton. Uh, but the... So I think the same thing's happening with sort of the mental health movement is because yeah. it's be, it's because people are talking about it more. The people who would rather make money off of it than mm-hmm. actually help are are also getting involved now. And so you're seeing things like, you know, super wellness weekends mm-hmm. or or magical retreats that are supposed to fix yeah. everything oh, in your gosh, life. You yeah. know, um, and mm-hmm. I think that that's becoming such a problem that we're gonna it's gonna be sort of like health and fitness where it's going to be harder and harder to find to find genuine substance, shift. right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, the self-care movement started out as something about learning how to love yourself yeah. again, yeah. right? Or, or even for the first time for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has now become about keeping you down, yeah. right? Which is the same thing that we were talking about the other night with yeah. Like pharmaceuticals and medicinal type of stuff is like these businesses who are in it to make money, don't get it wrong, that's their mm-hmm. first priority is the dollar. Uh, these businesses are designed to make money off of sick people in, in, the, in the medicine industry, right? Mm-hmm. And so they don't profit off of healthy people, they profit off of sick people. And so they give you things that just float you until they can sell you the next yeah. thing. And I think, I think that's what this whole sort of like mental health self-care sort of thing is becoming is is like you see is, is yeah it's just let's get massage packages day. and like mm-hmm. spend two hundred dollars here with us and we promise that you won't feel depressed anymore or whatever it is you know like that's what people are hoping for is that yeah. they go into this water jet massage place and they come out oh, not yeah. hating their parents anymore and i don't think that's realistic no yeah and um I think that has a lot to do with this body image conversation too because you look at things like the fashion industry or even the food industry mm-hmm. and they know their markets. They know how to market to people who uh, they can take advantage of. For instance, fast food is, is another insidious yeah. market in that way because um, it's, mm-hmm. it's so affordable it. that people who can't afford healthy food have yeah. to eat it. Mm-hmm. And so then their body image becomes tied up in, okay, well, this is what I can afford. This is what my career will allow me to look like. Yeah. And that, I, th- I, d- I don't think that should be, uh, I don't think that should be okay. I, th- I think we need to put our foot down and say, 
healthy lifestyles, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, should mm-hmm. be accessible to all people mm-hmm. uh, when they want it. And so um, I, I don't know what the answer is to that because it, in a world that's driven by industry, mm-hmm. we have to now yeah. be counterculture to that mm-hmm. and say, we're going to do this out of the goodness of our hearts for the betterment of these people. Yeah. Rather than yeah 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 you know, for, for our for our one k right yeah. yeah which is also which is also which also it's really hard in the industries that their number one priority is the dollar they often don't humanize you know society around them sure and so um and and we see over and over again that that happens um uh, in poverty as well and we've talked before about like the gap just getting bigger and everybody knows that um but that's how people in wealth stay in wealth is to make sure that there is always an ever you know ever present gap um i think what's really important um you know to talk about the the fast food thing there's uh, there's a lot more conversations now about conscious eating um so really paying attention to what you're eating and then why you are eating it. Um, so like not related to healthy food. Um, I, I know a lot of people have picked it, have picked it up in nutrition culture and that's really cool, but it's also just about appreciating the thing that's in front of you and not degrading the thing that's in front of you. So, mm. um, so, you know, for example, for a while, all we could afford, um, was quick McDonald's sure. food, you know, yeah. uh, and like, cool. And, and it was right down the street from our house. So that got real convenient real quick. I bet it did. Um, uh, but that's what we could do for a little bit until we said, okay, you know what? Like we're going to have to think a couple of weeks ahead, which means we're going to have to start taking a few steps back from this right now. And it, it became a little difficult, but instead of putting ourselves down about like, oh man, I'm eating this crap that's going into my body. And I don't feel that way that much about McDonald's, but there's other stuff that it's just like yeah. pure crap. It's garbage. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But if that's all you can afford, then, then appreciate what you have in front of you and not to like, you know, put people down, but to say, but the appreciation factor of, okay, I am a person right now. I'm still alive. I'm still eating. I still, I um, can have food. I can, yeah, yeah. 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 There's, there's that, that too. Um, but, but also just to make sure that like conscious eating is just paying attention to what you have and what it is providing for you. Um, and so we've, we can see that the result of that is, um, you're able then to, if you're able to like appreciate and look at what's in front of you, then it's easier to also do that within yourself as well. Mm. Um, and so because all of this stuff is very much tied to your body image, you know, if you, if you say, ah, oh, man, I just ate shit yesterday. I feel you are like what you shit. eat, right? Yeah. You yeah. Know, ooh, you are what you eat. Yeah. That's, that's a big thing uh, yeah. where we live. And I mean, and truthfully, yeah. I mean, like I've heard before if somebody, if I'm eating, um, a donut uh, at Sunday school, which you know, best place to get donuts is <laughs> all the free donuts. Sunday you morning, can eat. Yeah. yeah, you know, especially whenever they come out warm. I mean, I'm not saying no to most numbers of donuts, but when they come and they are hot, I am not saying no to a full box if I can get my hands on it. Absolutely, and no one else is. Going I will be to, there. I will be there. Yeah, yeah. And so, but I have heard people before say, "Oh, you might as well tape that to your hips right now," and you're like. Okay, give me some tape. Let's go. <laughs> right. You know, but I've <laughs> also been. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is that how we're transporting our donuts now? Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> I'm cool with it. But yeah. but you know, so 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 the the movement of um, 
you know, appreciating of loving yourself, um, uh, conscious eating of anything that has to do with that's like very reflective, very mm-hmm, mindful, mm-hmm. um, you know, would probably be one of those big buzzwords too, yeah. is that if you can do that, then you're one step closer to, uh, you're one step further away from self hatred, self sure. disgust, sure, sure, sure. frustration, which means that the pendulum is swinging, is swinging the other way, you know, right. if it's swinging away from the thing that's bad, it means at least it's swinging towards something that might be good. I see. Um, you know, and so, I mean, and eventually the pendulum stops swinging. I mean, like really, if you pay attention to actually like how physics works, it, like it balances in the yeah, middle. Yeah. Yeah. At, at some point it literally balances. Okay. So the goal then is the balance, the middle, the, the point, you know, to where it's like, okay, this is comfortable. And for yeah. everybody that comfort is going to be different. Um, but for, you know, for people who are, um, trying to love their bodies, but they are budgeted, um, or for people who are trying to love their bodies, but are not budgeted. And so they're just finding over and over and over again, that they are searching for quick fixes and aren't finding the answer. Right. Same for people right, who right, are budgeted, right, right, right. you know, I mean, if you scroll through a 15 of the best gifts for self-care, you're not going to find self-care in those gifts. You might find comfort. Sure. Comfort's totally different from self-care. Though, right, right. Know? Yeah. That's true. Speak more to that. Okay. <laughs> um, well, so I, I noticed that recently because, you know, whenever I was trying to look for um, gifts for, like, some of, like, my, like, certain friends, I was like, oh, you know, well, self-care would be, like, the category of them. Yeah. And I, I must have said it out loud, you know, because I said earlier, you know, those targeted ads really get you. Oh, yeah. So Your phone I is listening, folks. I must have said it out loud yeah. because after that, I had I had so many ads about, um, you know, things that were good for you, things that balanced your life. Like, literally, there were some that, that said, it, is your life uh, out of whack you know, get it back in balance with this thing, this one thing. And I was like, ah, LOL. Yeah, That's right. That's not it. Yeah. Um, so like props to you guys, you know, for using your microphones well, but you're not catching this girl. Um, yeah. But a couple of them I did click through because I was just curious. And I was like, oh man, all of these things are just going to definitely equal comfort. Like face masks, fun. Face masks are like, you know, they, they feel cool. They're good for your pores. Like there are things that are beneficial to, from things. So, you know, if you buy certain kinds of eye cream because it's really good for your skin because it balances something out, that's going to do good stuff for you, but it's sure. not going to offer balance and it's not going to equal self care. It's like, um, just the same as all the drops count for the way that you become and the person that you become, um, it's the same for self-care. So like, even as, as you start to figure out, you know what, I like my routine of putting on lotion at the end of the day. Um, whenever I get out the shower and I lotion up my legs, like whether they're for women, it's like whether they're shaved or not, that totally used to be a thing. It's like, Oh, you put lotion on after you shave, but some women do it just all the time because they feel comfortable. They feel good about their body and they feel connected to their body and that and that's the form of self-love like they're really loving their body in that moment so it's like things that you do that's like that, literally that caring. remind you why you care about yourself yeah. too yeah yeah i mean yeah. so like i mean so uh, people always say you know oh it's so good for you to go get out and go for a walk um i was listening to a different podcast and they and they were talking they were talking about that and they said, you know, I've never heard anybody said who, who came back from the walk and said, you know, we really should have gone on that walk. And <laughs> right. <laughs> no one's ever been truly grumpy. Gone on a walk and like changed your life. Yeah. 
<laughs> but like, a, but it's the, it, it's the continuous work towards an effort towards balance. That is yeah. the act, um, an action of self care. Like self care isn't a weekend thing. It's not something you can check in on or Friday on night and come yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. Or buy on the internet, you know, or, or watch this video. And I promise you will feel, um, balanced after this, you will experience a shift towards balance. Mm. Um, you won't feel entirely balanced. So it's then your continuous action. So then can comfort lead to self care? Can you do things that comfort you? Yeah. That also contribute yeah. to your oh, self-care? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Just yeah. The the I, I think that's what I meant by saying like all the drops count. You yeah. Know? So, right. So yeah. So like you're trying to fill up, you know, a water bottle. Every drop counts that you oh, like try it. to fill that up. Yeah. Um. And so yeah. So so if if you find that you know like I like some people like things and sure. and the things for them like help throughout their routine. Some people are minimalist. You know. Some people are just like picking stuff up from the dar- the target dollar section or the dollar tree like sure. and um you know but there everywhere that you've looked there is something somewhere um in all of the stores that we go to so like consumer is they're trying to get you you know they're trying to sure. take your money cool yeah. but there's also like thankfully at least it's uh you know there's also goodness in that consumerism too and so the consumerism can be helpful towards self care but it's so much more about how you feel about the things. Like, you know, that's I why see. I say the thing about yeah. conscious eating is that, you know, you could you could be like, ah, oh, well, this face mask isn't doing anything right. for me. Right, 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 or you right. You could be like, man, I'm really enjoying my time with myself as I, you know, sit down on mm. my bed with my face mask, you know, and I'm I'm just getting I'm just able to just kind of chill. And, um, if you're a person that has a TV in your room, you know, maybe you're watching some TV or, you know, if you like are on the phone with a friend, you know, you're getting to like be on the phone with your friend and you're talking and you're just hanging out with your face mask. Like it doesn't have to be that, you know, if I I am not allowed to buy anything ever, um, or else that is a facade. It's it's not about one way or the other, right? Yeah. It's It's the motivation. Yeah. And, but there's, yeah. And it's, and it's so much more just about your relationship to pretty much everything around you. Yeah. I say that to my kids a lot too, when it, and, and, and this is a little bit of a tangent, but whenever we talk about their spiritual life, right. And working for a church. And for those of you listening who, uh, don't go to church or don't associate with a, a God image or a higher power. That's that's totally fine. Yeah, we, we met. Yeah, we hope that that these conversations are accessible to all people and that we can all sort of have a loving and wonderful, growing experience together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just to speak to my experience of working with these kids in this church, right? It's um, I tell them all the time that it's it's far less about you coming here and being at a church and being a part of a religion and being part mm-hmm. of. Uh, some structured, bureaucratic, organized something, and more about what what from my tradition the scriptures say a posture of your heart, right? It's oh. it's all about how you position yeah. your inner self, your true self, to receive whatever joy, love, acceptance yeah. comes from this. And I think it has a lot to do with self care and your body image is the same way. It's kind of like it's far less about the things that you buy or the money mm-hmm. that you spend on this and much more about how your heart is open yeah. to having the conversation about you again, mm-hmm. right? Because for a lot of people, that door has been shut and has stayed shut and locked mm-hmm. and triple locked and all of that for a long time. And so whatever it is that gets you out of that that room mm-hmm. and, and you willing to at least start that journey is 
self-care. At least that's yeah. what I'm, that's what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah. And so, and and also want to highlight how many times you just said you there, and how often we leave the you out of your own body image. Yeah. Um, you know, which was just wild to me. Whenever we were kind of like looking into some of this stuff, that most of the time um, we leave ourselves out of the conversation of body image. Like literally how do, how how has my voice impacted my body image? Mm. Most of the time it's all of these other things have through a lack of your own voice. Yeah. 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 Like that, that's something that I really encourage people to pay attention to whenever they come into therapy as I say, you know what, throughout your life, there have been all of these voices and majority of them have been louder than what yours has been encouraged to be. Mm. And so as you start to pay attention to all these louder voices, you know, like, cause most of the time, whenever you come to therapy, you really start to figure out, okay, these are the things in my life that I am, that I am still struggling with or current or know I will struggle with. So I want to just put that out there and I want to just be honest with it or, yeah. you know, like, Maybe even you don't for a while, but sure. your therapist probably does. Yeah. And so, <laughs> um, but the truth is, is that your voice is in there somewhere too. And so it's really important to every now and then um, uh, do a bit of critical thinking is what we talked about um, together is that, you know, you have to start asking questions and say, where am I in this? Mm. Um, you know, what, what do I need from this? What, whenever, whenever I feel a lacking of, or whenever I feel like I want something, then what am I lacking? You know, if there's, if there's something about this ideal body image that, um, that our society, that we as an individual, um, are idealizing, then what is it that that image would achieve? Like what ideal, what is that ideal then? Oh yeah. You know, like that is, that is, that's such a, that's such a good word there because, all the time we're focused on the destination, right? I got to be this. I got to be perfect. Got whatever it is, whatever it looks like, you know, whatever your personal Tom Holland is in your brain for the (laughs) ideal human being. Right. And I'm not saying it's Tom Holland for me. That's just the only name I could think of right now. But (laughs) I love it. The point is, the point is, it's like, um, asking yourself the question, if I, if I were Tom Holland or if I were Brad Pitt or if I were George Clooney, right. Uh, what would that actually get me? Yeah. Would it fix depression? Would it fix anxiety? Mm -hmm. Would it fix all the bullshit I had to go through with my family and the reason why I think I'm not Brad Pitt right now, you know, like, or, or not worthy enough to stand next to him right now. And so I think that's a good thing is like one of the ways that we can sort of deconstruct a negative body image starts with asking yourself the question, would becoming that, would being that version actually give you what you want rather than what you think you want, Mm -hmm. right? Because that, I think that's, um, that's been a confusing thing for a lot of people is like what we think we need versus what we actually need mm-hmm. are two different yeah. things for mm-hmm. a lot of people. And, um, I think in, in the world of body image, it starts with asking yourself that question. Okay. So if I, if I, if I worked out every day and got crazy ripped and just was the most beautiful version of myself possible, you know, under the, the societal standards of what beauty is, then, then am I on the would other I, side of the pendulum? Yeah, would it actually fix yeah. the the haunting, growing ache that comes from this lack that I feel? Yeah. And uh, I think it was I think we were talking about that last night about how it's important. Yes, it's important to make changes in your life to be healthy, but also it's important to understand your unhealth 
and to be able to articulate, okay, this, this is why I feel this way. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily working out or, or whatever it is for your body image isn't going to fix that. Yeah. We should work on trauma work or mental health work or, or mm -hmm. things like that. That'll help me unlock the pieces that, um, that are missing because the goal isn't to, to become Brad Pitt and then love yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. The goal should be to love yourself today, no matter yeah. what you look like. Yeah. And then you be who you want to be yeah. forever. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think those signals get crossed yeah. a lot. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I think so too. Um, yeah, there's, uh, the, and I didn't even, I, I didn't even notice it until just now, but like you and I, w the way that we're talking about a lot of this is, um, it is even a lot of like able-bodied conversations too. Mm. Um, you know, and, and mm -hmm, I can't mm -hmm. speak often to the perspective of being in a wheelchair because I'm not, you know, or being differently um, able, yeah, yeah. yeah, different, differently abled in any kind of other way. But, um, whenever Sam and I went on vacation and I sprained my ankle, I was in a wheelchair. Yeah. Um, uh, and so that was really uncomfortable for a while because, uh, like a lot of people looked at me in a different way and I was like, Oh, this is so bizarre. And then I th started to think, okay, you know what, Th this is what people in wheelchairs who have been in wheelchairs for their whole lives or have been differently abled in some way, um, you know, have felt forever. Yeah. And so there's a lot of really cool stuff happening in society that we are shifting our views. And there's, I see so many more ads who have like differently shaped and differently abled bodies and like not differently shaped yes. and just like, but like literally, I, I saw an ad the other day where, um, uh, it was like, you know, a pair of yoga pants, but not like workout yoga, but they were just like, they're super athleisure. comfortable. Yes. Yeah. Basically athleisure. Yeah. Yoga pants are so comfortable for most people. Mm. Um, so I've heard, I've never, I've never worn them really myself, really but I, it yeah, here. I think I might. Yeah. Um, but uh, that there was a woman with, uh, with like severe scoliosis, um, in the ad too. Yeah. And, and I, I just thought that was so, I thought that was so eye catching, but like in the way that I had like really thought about it for a long time that I was like, okay, so she, I, I've, before that, I mean, I'm 20, I think I'm 27. I can't remember. <laughs> I really can't. Um, yeah, I'm 27. And before that, I had never seen a person with scoliosis in an ad that was trying to sell something not related to fixing scoliosis. Yeah. That was just comfort. Yeah. That blew my mind. Yeah. I that, think it says a lot about how far we've come yeah. in the, in the, in the worldwide conversation about bodies and, and acceptance of people of all walks of life. Yeah. Um, because you're starting to see a lot more diversity of body types in, in, you know, sort of fashion, um, style ads and things like that. But I think you're also, um, I think that's a direct result of what people like you and me are doing as far as like having normal conversations with each other. I'm not mm -hmm. talking about podcasting or trying to toot our own horn here. What I'm saying is like everyday people having real conversations about accepting people where they are, who they are and for what they are. Mm -hmm has changed the, has forced the industries at large to change because you're right. Uh, I was going to say earlier, another sticking point for a lot of guys is the fashion industry. Yeah. So one of the lesser known, you know, and obviously for women, that's a huge deal, right? Fashion has always been tied to what you look like mm -hmm. and you can't wear these clothes because you're not this body type. And so therefore you don't belong type of mentality. Yeah. And that, that same thing happens for guys. It's just, um, for, for us, it's, if you're not super skinny, then you're going to look like a middle-aged white dad. Mm -hmm. And so for a long time I was extremely discouraged because I 
tend to think that I have a pretty good sense when it comes to style and things like that. Like I like to um, coordinate things and, and color and things like that and outfits and things like that. And for most of my uh, teenage life and growing up into a young adult, I didn't have the options to wear the clothes that I actually wanted. And so I always felt like I was settling in as far as my style image went because I really want to wear these, but the stores that sell my size only sell these types yeah. of clothes. And yeah. so, so we're starting to see, again, the, the conversation forcing industry to change because oh, you yeah. look at websites mm -hmm. like ASOS and all these different types of people who are now sort of, whether by force or not, are celebrating different mm -hmm. shaped yeah. bodies. And, and so now we're getting fashion forward type ideas for all different types of bodies, which I think has mm -hmm. been a, a benefit of that, right? So yeah. um, I think that's really interesting. I think, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily like the idea of capitalizing on people who are differently abled or different bodies, um, but I think that they should be included in the conversation and should have the availability to look and feel yeah. and wear what they want. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I think that's really cool that you saw somebody with scoliosis in that ad because that I've never seen that before. Yeah. And so I'll have to go see that ad now. Um, but I don't know if I'll ever be able to find it. Yeah, I mean, what, you know, but I mean, I, I mean, I you know, I I, I clicked hide ad, so I'm sure I'll. It's Google not it. gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I'll Google it later. I'll Google it. Yeah. So okay, so um, so we we also want to bring up what it what the term embodiment means. Do we want to talk about that? Are we good? Yeah. Let's okay. let's do that. Yeah. Um. So okay. So so. It's the it's the theory and the the knowledge of being within your body. So sounds kind of weird and um, and just bizarre whenever you talk about your body from you know like a different perspective. Sure. The way I explained it to a class the other day was talking to them about okay so mine's gonna be Christmas related because um, I, I love Christmas um, but I and it also I, happens to be the Christmas season true so. true yeah so very convenient um, but so for for mine it was it was it was very heavy on like the Christmas senses essentially so so in order for us to be able to experience the world around us we have to have a body we cannot experience the world around us if we do not have a body so um, in we have to start recognizing that our body is the thing that holds us. Yeah. And, um, and if we don't take care of that, we don't get to experience life around us. Yeah. Um, because literally our brains will block stuff out. And so we won't be able to experience stuff, but also we won't categorize it. We won't memorize, like we won't, we won't put it in as a memory. And so then we don't even get to remember a lot of stuff. I mean, so a lot of times, you know, if you start to notice that, you know, oh man, like life has just been going going by and I have not been a part of it, you are probably experiencing a lot of what we're talking about of like being really detached and not fully dissociating, but that's basically what being detached from yourself looks like over yeah. and over and over again is just blocking stuff out, just not feeling and just kind of mulling over all of the senses in life. So whenever I talked to this class, I said, you know, if it weren't for your body, um, you would not be able to go to, uh, you know, to the Christmas tree lot that comes in town every year and has all the gravel, you know, under, uh, on the ground underneath your feet. And maybe recently it rained really hard in South Louisiana. It always rains in the winter. That's and true. so, you know, so maybe it recently rained really hard. So the, the gravel is like 
is squishing underneath you because it's gravel, but also because there's a bunch of water underneath it. Whereas yeah. usually whenever it's dry, it's kicking up dust. And so, so those are two different things about, you know, your senses right there. So you park the car, you're walking around on the gravel, it's wet underneath you. Maybe it's even seeping into your shoes, depending on the type of shoes you just wore. Um, and as you get closer, uh, to the trees and further away from your car, you're hit with the smell of tree sap because they're cutting the trees, you right. know, like they're, they're cutting the wood and, um, you know, and they're, they're putting all of the stands on and people are dragging their trees up. So along with that, you're hearing the sounds of chainsaws, you know, you're seeing the, uh, the tree dust and stuff float everywhere and you're hearing like loud noises. And so you kind of pass through that area first and maybe you hear people like checking out or people talking about the wreaths or yeah. then the people literally taking the tree clippings and making the natural garland wreaths and all that. And so then you keep walking on this gravel and um, you get a stronger sense of like the pines and the different kinds of trees that are there and you smell all of that evergreen rather than smelling the wood and like yeah. tree sap. Right. So there's... Uh, so you could you can experience that if you're if you're if you're not if you don't have a body like you could right. put that all into a computer system, and the computer would then categorize that as that's what it's like to go to the thing, but it would not go to the it it would not download that information. It couldn't process that as it wouldn't have going experienced to, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and so and so because you have a body and you live in your body and you are a body. You get to experience that, and and if you if you work, you know, continuously, it doesn't mean you have to work hard either. You know, like some people are really scared of doing anything that is self care, you know, ness informed in general because they're like, oh man, I'm just exhausted. Yeah. Um, uh, but you you don't have to even work that hard in order to categorize that kind of stuff. Like touching the pine nettles could be all that you have to do in order to like remember that one particular mm. trip. Um, you know, or you hang out and you talk to the guys who are cutting um, the tree stumps for a little bit longer, you know, and being like, yeah, like how many trees do you feel like you like haul a day? And, you know, they tell you, oh, I probably haul about like 220 or something like that. And you're yeah. like, oh my God, like, right. I haul my one in at the end of the day. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm Oof. Tired. Yeah. yeah, we'll put the lights on tomorrow you know? <laughs> because you're like, uh, uh-uh, no way. Yeah. yeah. But so, so it takes you to this really small things to pull you back into yourself, yes. um, you know, and, and to then connect to yourself, which means the next time you look in the mirror, mm. the more that you are connected, the more you know the person in the mirror and, mm. and the more you know about your body image compared to, yeah, compared to how much the, you know, media and your peers and your family sure. creates your body image. Like the more you connect with yourself, the more you create your body image. I think that's a really good word. Um, it sounds a lot like what I work with in my kids. The the language we use for stuff like that is like being present, right? Yeah. So like mindfulness types of exercises. And I'm a regular meditator. I love, I believe in it. I definitely think it's good for everybody. I think everybody should try meditation once or twice in their life. And, and I'm not talking about like karmic yoga practice meditation, unless that's your thing. But like it could be something as simple as noticing your breathing or mm -hmm. meditating on the food that you're eating. It's just about being present in that very moment. And, um, I think that's, uh, it's also linked with how we practice things like gratitude and gratefulness. Mm -hmm. And 
being able to be grateful for the moment that you're in, experiencing the smell of the trees, experiencing things like that, um, help you to be grateful for the body that you have because you're like, yeah. I am able to, and this, I know this sounds like ableist type of language here, but like whatever you're able to do, I don't mean, you know, people who are just regularly, uh, or, or differently able to everybody. It's like, you can, um, you can practice gratitude because you're like, I can, I can smell the, the, mm -hmm. the pine. I can, I can touch that. I can feel that. I can hear that. I can taste that. Um, and it's those types of things that help you appreciate, oh man, like I've been kind of like living with your body. Like remember all the good times we've been through. Mm -hmm. Me and this body have been through a lot together. Yeah. And as much as I, you know, as much as my brain wants me to be this other body, the one I have has carried me through without problem so far and yeah, like has yeah, done a lot I'm, I'm for me here. as a person. Yeah, I'm, I'm still in the body, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm still experiencing it. Right. And, and, and to even, um, you know, these are to the, the, the people who are like, man, I, as I keep listening to this, I know there are times or I'm currently at the time in which I'm not a part of my body. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, there's, that there's things you can do to pull yourself back to your body. Um, and it doesn't have to be, man, you do not have to go, uh, on this big excursion. You don't have to climb a mountain. You don't have to, you know, pay a bunch of money. Um, there's really small, intimate things that you can do that pull yourself back to your body. And it can be mm -hmm. with yourself. It can be with another person. Um, you know, it can be with people that you trust, or it can just be like, uh, you know, you can build up to doing it with another person yeah. or build up to doing it by yourself. Cause maybe that's even scarier for some people is that they're like, Oh no, no, no. I do not look in the mirror alone quite often. I usually avoid mirrors whenever I'm alone. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, maybe that's a, a you know, that's another thing is like right. to build up, like I'm going to, I'm going to work to be okay and to survive the time in which I'm going to look at myself by myself and, I will tell someone about it later, you know? And so, so, so you can pull yourself back into your body. If you're noticing like, man, like I do not know anything about my body image. I know that I hate my body image. I know that I'm, <laughs> yeah. I am, just, I'm, I'm so against it that like I'm using every form of humor to deflect any kind of realness. Mm. Like, oof, Ooh. you know, <laughs> too true. Yeah, hit, us home. In the, hit us in the home feels. <laughs> you hit home right um, there. Oh. Yeah. I mean, there, because, because that's, that's what, a defense is, is it says, do not come over here. I am going to warn you. Don't touch this button. No way. No, how like get away. Yeah. And it's a, and the, and you say, cool, won't touch that button. Right. Great. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. But, but there's, but there's, you can, as you pull a defense down, you can put something in mm. place, you know, like mm. we're not trying to, <laughs> we're not trying to push apart the, the Jenga blocks just so that as soon as a gust of wind comes, you fall to the ground. Sure. Sure. It's, you know, whenever you pull down a defense, put something else that's good there, you yeah. know, and, and then ask yourself, is that short-term goodness or is that long-term goodness? Mm. And if it's short-term, that's okay. But make sure that you, you find some something that plans. gives, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay. Like I needed this now. So it's a quick fix and I'm good and I'm stable. And then, okay. I need to also mm. make sure I find something that's stable long-term and I can work towards that. Too. Sure. Yeah, sure. Um, I think one of the ways you were talking about, and this is, I have no experience in this, mm. but one of the ways that we, that you help yourself with embodiment has been through this mirror exercise that, yes. oh, so that you talked about. So I think that's a perfect way to sort of wrap up what we're doing. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. For those of you listening, if you want to try it out while we're doing it, go ahead. Yeah. Um, but she, Becca has an exercise for us that we're mm -hmm. going to, that we're going to try. I have no idea again. I, yeah. this is, we yeah. talked about it briefly, but, um, um, 
she is going to go get something, and uh, we'll work on that. Oh, a mirror. She, we need a mirror. That's true for the mirror exercise. So, okay. Okay, so this mirror exercise is uh, something that I do with people. Um, so I, I just got a, um, you know, of, I don't know how many inches this is, like maybe 12 um, inch, but full length mirror. And um, we are um, now sitting in front of a mirror. Yes, yeah, yeah. So currently we're sitting in front of a mirror and we get to look for, at ourselves for the first time rather than each other. Uh, during this podcast. And so the exercise is to, uh, we're going to look at each other for a little bit. Oh gosh. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, you know, and so, and so we can, we can just talk, um, you know, while we're looking at each other, I okay. don't know about what yet, but we can, we're going to look at each other for two or three minutes okay. and just notice things about the other person. Okay. And then we're going to look in the mirror and tell each other what we saw about the other person. And the only reason why you look in the mirror is so you can then categorize what the other person sees about you. So so is this exercise best done with a partner? Yeah, so, the, so I was about to say like this, I, I do this a lot with people, um, uh, you know, I, I encourage them to do it by themselves, uh, but we practice it together first. And then I say the way that you would do it this by yourself is you look in the mirror for a while and you say, I notice. I notice X, Y, Z. I notice this. I notice this. And as soon as you start to feel a judgment about the thing you notice, you just move on. Ooh. And, you know, you just, oh. <laughs> whoop, you just say, yeah. no, I'm going to. And, and sometimes that moving on means I remove myself from the mirror. Um, sometimes that moving on means, okay, I notice the judgment and I will notice the next thing that I noticed, you know? Yeah. And so truthfully, it's hard, you know, like I, I and I'm not saying that, <laughs> that because we quote unquote move on means that you forget, you know, about it. Sure. You will remember it, <laughs> no doubt. Um, uh, but the goal is to continually practice this, basically a mantra of saying like, I notice this about me. Mm. So that again, we focus on what do you know about you? Not what do you perceive? about you, not what do other people tell you about you. What do you know about you? The only way you can know is if you start to observe and start to analyze. Mm. So what kinds of things are you, are you looking mm-hmm. at purely physical? Is it like yes. mannerisms? So is it? it, could, it so it, it could be. Um, maybe you and I decide right now, like, what do we want to look at? So, okay. so for me, I, I thought, you know, we'll just look at each other's faces. Got it. You know, yeah, because okay. full like body would mean that we aren't sitting down and we're like yeah, looking like at a each other for a while. Exercise, yeah. Yes, yeah. So, so you and I will just look at each other's faces. We could, we can even start right now, like while I talk through. Oh gosh. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so, so I'm gonna look at you. We've been looking at each other this the whole, whole time. time. We've been looking at each other literally the whole time. Yeah. But because now it's an exercise, it's scary. Yes. So. Truthfully, you know, that's why I say you might need to do it with somebody that you're really close to um, uh, or whenever, like this even means that if you don't feel intimate with yourself, don't do it yet with yourself, you know, and not like, don't do it. It's going to be bad. Just, <laughs> right, not, just don't because you want to practice self-care, which means right. you have boundaries and baby steps, say, baby you know, steps. Yeah, baby steps. Okay. So you and I are going to look at each other and I have to like move down because from the, of the light. light. Yeah, yeah. Because of the, light the lighting in this office is... Directional, so it's yes. like extremely. Yeah, yeah, weird, okay, but. yeah, yeah. So, so uh, I'm just looking at you. So right now we're just okay. looking at each other's eyes, and we can start <laughs> looking at other parts of our faces. Oh gosh, and each I'm other. I'm here hiding behind this microphone. You like, are. Thanks a yeah, lot, Will. Sorry. Yeah, mine is where where you told me to. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So okay. So yeah. So so just look at things yeah. on my face, you know, and say to yourself like I notice this about Becca now. 
um, you know, and I'm noticing this about you now. Um, and I remember last night, whenever I even warned about this conversation, we were like, all right, we can't look at each other. <laughs> this true. has to be an on the that. spot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We want that, that off the cuff initial reaction. You guys are getting it here live. So yes. Live. Yeah. Uh, okay. Wow. Okay. Okay. All right. Do you have a couple of things? Yeah. Yeah. D- did I ask too soon? No, no, I'm ready. Okay. All right. So now we're going to look in the mirror okay. at ourselves Okay. and, t- oh, and talk about the other person. Mm, okay. Okay. And so, okay. So like, so do you, do you want me to go first? Will you please maybe? go first? Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm, I am not ashamed to admit. Okay. Yes. Okay. So the reason why you, like, if you did this with another person, um, the reason why you tell the other person about themselves is so they can also hear from another person, like the person. So we, we've been talking, you know, about like, you got to know you, but also it's good to hear perspectives that are the, I notice stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, so like, I'm, I'm not here putting judgment on my best friend, Will, here. Whenever I look at him, like, I just, I noticed these things. Um, okay, so, uh, so I'll start off. So my, the thing that I notice about you is that you have really long eyelashes, um, but also because of the way that I just was looking at you, if I was looking at you straight on, like, just at your eyes, I couldn't see your eyelashes because of the light behind you. Oh. And so, yeah, yeah like... Like your eyelids and eyelashes kind of like blended together, but as soon as light caught it, huh. I was like, "Dang, Will has such long eyelashes." Yeah, and so he's so like, so he's <laughs> "You're smiling cool. right now, too." Uh, thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, and so it, it's funny that you even just said thank you because you had nothing to do with your length of eyelashes. That's true. I didn't decide that. I didn't. Just... I didn't. I didn't get to pick that. <laughs> Life is not Skyrim, folks. We don't get to pick it. We don't get to pick it. <laughs> Um, yeah. So that, okay. So so there's that. Okay. So I noticed the fullness of your eyebrows, and um, I say fullness even like you know. And so I also want to say it's okay sometimes if you say the reason for like the explanation sure, maybe sure, sure. of stuff. But like I noticed your fullness because I would love to have that kind of eyebrow fullness. Like I think I think your eyebrows are so. I hate to say it, but like, they're definitely my ideal eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate the compliment. Thank yep. you very much. Yeah. I agree yeah. with myself. I know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, uh, you know, I, I noticed things about like your, uh, about like your facial structure that it looks different with headphones and, a um, and, and a hat, hat on, on yeah. compared to last night, you didn't have either one of those on. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, so like I saw a to- like not a totally different version of you today, but like I just noticed this difference in you because of what you're wearing and then how those things around you like shape, you know, your face. Yeah. That's just the way that things are around mm. us. Um, so like, so, so yeah, that, that's what it is. Um, uh, you know, and I, and I noticed like your nose is like, it's thicker at the bottom than what I expected it to be. And I know that sounds weird. <laughs> it's so true. Like, oh, um, yeah. like, 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 yeah, like you, you like itched your nose just a minute ago and then, and it moved a lot more than what my nose does whenever I touch it. So now I'm like kind of self-conscious <laughs> that my nose is but just. See, now we're, we're moving on from that, right? Yeah. That's, that's the exercise. Right? We're just yeah. to. Yes. Right so yeah. So the, the yeah. So thing. so so those are just things that like I notice about you. No. Okay. And I, yeah. And like because you've had a beard for so long, I've noticed like how you grow hair on your face is so different from like 
other people and how, you know, or oh, really? other people yeah. like Sam, you know, because yeah, I, right. I noticed his beard, um, you know, but like the two of you grow hair differently. Yes. Um, you know, and so your beard, even though it's a beard on a guy's face and it's a full beard, it looks so different from yours. I mean, from not from yours, but from, <laughs> from Sam's and it's like same from like it looks different from Alex's beard. But like that's so but I would know. <laughs> As I'm even thinking about that, I would know that your beard, like if I saw like half of your face in something without really? your eyes or your nose, yeah, I really feel like I would know that your huh. beard. That's interesting. Because I feel the same way about beards, but we'll, we can talk about beards at another time, just about beard culture and all that. But Beard I, culture. I do love beards. I love everything about facial yeah. hair. But um, So is it, my, is it my turn now? I think so. Okay. Well, I was going to say the first thing I noticed about you, Becca, is, is how, uh, how blue your eyes are. Um, yeah. And that's actually one of the first things I noticed when I met you because I don't know a lot of blue-eyed people. My father has blue eyes, my girlfriend Emily has blue eyes, and you have blue eyes. And that might be the only blue-eyed people I know. What? Yeah, most people that I know have brown eyes. And, and so, like, for forever, when I met yeah. people with different colored eyes, always one of the first things I noticed. So definitely you have just amazing blue eyes. Um, cool. But I was actually going to comment. Than myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you did. Um, I was going to comment on your nose as well because um, I noticed how uh, how much smaller your nose is than mine and I wish I actually had a smaller nose. Oh my goodness. Um, funny you mentioned that that was actually always one of the most self-conscious things about my face growing oh up is man. I wish my nose was smaller because everybody in my family has this nose. And I like your nose so much. Everybody in this family has this nose. Yeah. And so I always thought, oh, I just have this stupid big oh, like no. Super Mario nose, you know? That's what Super Mario. But that's how it grew in my in my oh, mind, yeah. you know. Yeah. It just, yeah. Anyway, but um but I noticed uh your your sort of like strawberry blonde hair actually was another thing I noticed because oh, yeah. growing up um I wanted to be blonde. I wanted to have blonde hair. Um, and I didn't. And I, and like, so I, and I didn't want to dye my hair either because mm -hmm. I didn't know anything about that and like, I, whatever. But um, <clears throat> yeah, it's just one of the things like I notice a lot about people is yeah. their hair color because um, hair is, is a huge part of my life. I have very yeah. thick curly hair. And so it kind of like, it forces me to, to pay attention to it as yeah. far as maintenance goes. So I look at other people's hair and their hair care routines and all that kind of stuff. And I'm kind of like, okay, so what do these people yeah. do? How does this work? And I've always noticed how uh, like natural and soft your hair looks. And I think that mm -hmm. has a lot to do with how you take care of your hair. So first of all, just kudos on how well you take care Thanks, of your hair, Will. but the color of it's very nice too. Um, yeah. So, okay. So, so yeah, is that, that it for you? Yeah. Okay, so that's the exercise. Like, wow, <laughs> it's my, it's uh, it's so much less intimidating than what the you know because I did not give you any of the information beforehand. True. Um, it's it, True. it's or you know you, well you, you tell me was 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 that intimidating? Was that scary? It was at first only because I um I think I'm just afraid of being vulnerable sometimes. Oh yeah. You know, and I'm I'm just like a worry about saying anything about myself or about other people. Mm -hmm. because I, I want to be liked so bad. That was really what was scared. Yeah. It was like, I just don't want to say anything to anyone ever, no matter how close I am to them. Uh, that's going to rock people the boat, pleasers. right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the um, two of us. But after after doing it, I feel perfectly fine, and I actually feel more connected to you as your friend because yeah. of... Because we just did that. We took time tiny, to be mindful of each yeah. other, and not in any way that was good or bad necessarily. It was just like, I'm noticing these things about yeah. you. And that's really, mm -hmm. I think it's a super powerful thing. So if you're yeah. listening to this right now, stop whatever you're doing, pause this, 
and go don't try that. Don't stop driving if you're driving. Don't stop street. driving. Uh, yeah, and don't look at yourself in the mirror while you're driving because, <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you do while you're doing your makeup or something mm-hmm. in the in traffic. But yeah, like, you know, I mean, you know, but like, but like, flag this, you know, and then and say, okay, you know what? I need to come back and listen to that because I need to. I need yeah, to practice go try that. this. This is this is a good yeah. exercise. So, um, yeah, I mean, this was a, a super beneficial. Exercise, and I look forward to trying it with more people and by myself Mm -hmm. um, because I think it's also a great relationship builder Mm -hmm. type of exercise, too, if you're interested in stuff like that. But um, I think that's really all that we had on body image. Do you have any closing thoughts or ideas? I mean, of course, we could talk about this. We could talk about it for days, right? And we might, you know, and and, and if you want to continue the conversation with us. You know, feel free to reach out to us. We are. Yeah. You can you can email us directly at brainworkspod at gmail dot com. Yeah, uh, and we will and be we're new, working on. You know? Yeah, so we're I mean, brand we're... new. That's really kind of the only way I think. Um, we're gonna we'll respond to your email. We will, we will. But we're gonna work Great. on getting social media and stuff like that up too, so we mm-hmm. so we can continue these conversations. Um, yeah, I think um, you know, for for me, I think the biggest thing that I love to end on as far as, you know, some kind of like mental health kind of therapeutic effort is, man, if you're noticing stuff about your body image and if you're noticing like, I do not like it, don't let that be the end of the sentence. Don't let that be the end of the conversation. You know, it's okay if it is the end of the sentence. I don't like this. Yeah. Don't let it be the end of the conversation though. You know, like even if you pick back up, it's always okay to keep finding something that is good for you. Mm. And like, I always encourage people look for the good term, like look for good things on long terms because that, that is really, really great for you. But honestly, man, like if you can just keep finding, you know, and just don't stop, you know, do not give up it, whether that be you go to sleep and you say, I'm going to pick it back up tomorrow. Like don't give up, yeah. you know, keep, keep working towards something that is good mm. about your body. That's a good image. word. Yeah. I think for me, the biggest takeaway from this conversation has been the biggest voice in the conversation about who you, who your body image is or, or what you look like is, is your own. Yeah, it has You to should be. be the number one person that yeah. you check in with about what you look like, about how you present yourself to the world and to the people around you. Yeah. And if you're not, then, you know, don't include that shame in the conversation. Shame can go kick rocks. Right. But like, you know, if, if you think, oh man, I really have a bunch of voices in my head that are not mine, that are all negative. Okay. You know, find your voice, Yeah, you know, find your voice and mm-hmm. say, say, Hey voice, like, thanks so much for being here. And, um, I'm going to give you a mic now or a megaphone <laughs> yeah. so that you can be louder than the other things. Um, and then I will gradually undo all those other voices. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Cool. Well, we hope you enjoyed this. Uh, thanks so much for being here with us. Um, yeah, thank if you, you so like much this, for listening. We'll, we'll be releasing more pretty regularly. Yeah. So we're still trying to figure all of that out. But uh, be on the lookout, Brainworks Podcast. Uh, I'm Will Keller. And I'm Becca Bowers. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks.